Coming up on Jerusalem Dateline, the frantic search for survivors after massive earthquakes kill thousands in Turkey and Syria. Rescuers race the clock to untangle victims from mountains of concrete and metal. What Israel is doing to help. Plus, we take you on the ground inside Ukraine, where Jewish families are preparing to make the trek of their lives. Their final stop, the Holy Land. Plus, attacks against Christians in Jerusalem's old city. What's being done to combat this disturbing trend? And religious freedom defenders expose human rights abuses, while a haunting Holocaust exhibit goes up in Germany's parliament to honor the Jewish lives interrupted, derailed, and destroyed. All this and more on this edition of Jerusalem Dateline. Hello and welcome to Jerusalem Dateline. I'm Chris Mitchell. Today, a massive international rescue and aid effort is underway to help millions of Turkish and civilian people caught in the aftermath of two violent earthquakes. The first quake hit Monday with a magnitude of 7.8. Hours later, a second struck the region at 7.5 magnitude. It's the worst natural disaster in nearly a century to hit the area. The scenes are apocalyptic. The earthquake toppled thousands of buildings in the area, leaving millions without shelter. The death toll is now in the thousands, but could soar into the tens of thousands. Millions agonizing over lost or missing loved ones. A whole family of my cousin, his wife, his daughter and his son, all of them died. They were taken out from under the rubble after eight hours. Many are now living in tents. My wife was uh, terrified after the earthquakes, so we didn't want to go back home. Neither did my kids. Our family came here to stay in the shelter. The pictures and videos on social media are heart-wrenching. This sister is protecting her brother as they're trapped together underneath the rubble. This father and son died together with the father protecting his son. This baby was born and then reportedly its mother died. The anguish of the people devastated has touched a global chord. I think all of the world's uh, thoughts and condolences are with the people in this region who are suffering at this time. Dozens of nations, including Mexico, Holland and Spain, have begun a massive aid effort to bring needed food, shelter and medical supplies, as well as search and rescue teams to help people dig out of the rubble. USA Team 2 from Los Angeles is one of them. So these men and women and these dogs of the LA County Fire Department are really going to go place themselves in harm's way to save lives, to dig people out, and to help with the recovery. So it's going to be a very dangerous mission. They're prepared. They're trained. Israel is sending aid and an IDF team called Olive Branches. They flew out Monday night. And hundreds of volunteers, rescue workers, and NGO members rushed to Istanbul airport to join the effort. The cooperation has brought nations closer together. Turkey and Mexico uh, have always been uh, good strategic partners. Uh, however, uh, today I think this uh, partnership level has increased to another level. The solidarity and support messages that we have received since this morning have been uh, very good and we appreciate very much all the support that has been given. And they came to bring hope. 
we serve as ambassadors for the people of L.A. County. We're able to go out and do what so many people wish they could do, and that is lend a hand. So we bring both the technical expertise, but we also bring that human side. And post-disaster, one of the things that people fail to recognize sometimes, one of the most important things is for the people to have hope. The good news is that so far, nearly 8,000 people have been rescued out of the rubble, like this little girl. It will now be a race against time to save many more. What a heart-wrenching situation. Well, this month marks one year since Russia launched its war against Ukraine, forcing millions to flee the violence. Among them are Jews who are turning to Israel as their new home. I spoke with Middle East correspondent Julie Stahl, who was on the ground in Ukraine, where new immigrants are preparing to make their way to the Holy Land. All right, Julie, you're there in Odessa, Ukraine. Uh, Ukraine's in war right now. Tell us what it's like there in Odessa. Well, Odessa's very quiet. Um, it's, it's, it's very, um, it's been mostly out of the fighting, but the people are, uh, they're, they're very sweet, they're very friendly, they're very hearty, but they're tired. So we're not actually seeing war. However, we, uh, we did just this morning from our hotel, we walked down to the port to see the beautiful steps that are very iconic, and uh, we couldn't get there. There's an army blockade. You can't go to the port because the port would be a really good entry for uh, Russian troops. But uh, otherwise, you know, people are on the streets here. Uh, it's it's uh, pretty calm here in Odessa. We, yeah. we did, we visited a, a family and, uh, you know, that uh, the father's fighting on the front and, you know, they're worried, but they're they're safe. One of the things that happens here, though, is that, the, that there's no street lights, so it's very eerie. After five o'clock at night, uh, when it gets dark, it's very eerie here. There's plenty, there's power cuts, and the people can't, can't function. Tell us some of the challenges to the Jewish community there. So I'm here with the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. Many, many Jews, thousands of Jews left when the fighting first began. Um, so those that are, are remaining are many elderly or uh, mothers that have children and the father is fighting on the front. So they, they need food, they need heat, they need, uh, we, we met one man yesterday at he, his house, a bomb had gone off near his house and broken out the windows and he was living in the house with, uh, with no windows. And it's freezing cold here. It's like probably in the 20s or even in the teens in uh, Fahrenheit. It's in the mi minus, uh, feels like minus 11 centigrade right now. Wow. Well, tell us, I, I know you, were t you met a woman whose uh, house was bombed out. Tell us about her. Yes, that was uh, in Nikolaev. Uh, we went there yesterday and she, uh, she said, you know, I should have been dead three times. From the, from the things that have happened to her, from how close she was to bombs going off. But a bomb went off in her house, and you could tell she took us to her house. Uh, she was probably in her 80s. Yeah, last question, Julie. Uh, you're going to be coming back with a number of uh, Jews making Aliyah. Is that true? Yes, we are. We're going to be uh, on a plane uh, tomorrow, I think it is, um, coming from Moldova, bringing uh, Ukrainian Jews back. We met one of the families already. Um, that's the, four generations, a uh, great-grandmother, her daughter, uh, her grandson, his wife, and his daughter. So it's four generations. And, uh, you know, they, they waited till now because uh, the, the, his uh, daughter-in-law's 
mother, basically she was dying from cancer and she died this year. So they, but they weren't free to leave because they were taking care of her and other things. And uh, so now they're, they're coming They're you know, it, it's not going to be easy. Nothing's easy, but we know that, that God says he's going to bring the Jewish people back to the land. And uh, so he's doing that. And it, it's a pity it takes war or other bad things sometimes to to motivate people to come. But, you know, we know they'll they'll have a, a good welcome in Israel. That's so right. I, I would just say pray for the people of Ukraine. You know, politics aside, these people are suffering um, and we're not even on the war front here. But, you know, the, the, the fathers that are fighting and other things, just pray for the people that really, you know, they'll they will be able to be strong in this trial. Coming up, outcry from Jerusalem's religious community after vandals desecrate the city's oldest Protestant cemetery. And this must never happen in any place in the world for any religion, and of course not here in the holy city of God. Now, for a limited time, you can get five of CBN's critically acclaimed documentaries. Experience the rebirth of the modern state of Israel. The historic bonds between the Jewish people and the land of Israel cannot be broken. Relive the battle for Jerusalem in the Six-Day War. Jerusalem is yours forever. Discover how Israeli volunteers are changing the world. When people need us, we volunteer and we come and help. Explore the world of Israeli technological innovation. We're people of dreams. God gives us dreams. And that's really the roots, I think, of, of much of our innovation. And understand the biggest land dispute in history. Many Palestinian Arabs claim that the Jews stole Arab land. But is that the real story? This exclusive Israel DVD collection can be yours for a gift of $29.99 or more. Call now or go online to get your Israel DVD bundle, which includes streaming access. Download the CBN News app, 24-7 News, from a Christian perspective at home or on the road. One place for all of your news. Breaking news alerts. Set daily prayer goals and pray for news stories. Read the most important news and watch CBN News Channel Live. CBN News, because truth matters. Go to CBNNewsApp.com to get the app today. Now is the time for Christians to oppose the anti-Israel boycott, divestment, and sanctions movement. In CBN's free guide, Stop the Boycott of Israel, you'll learn about this malicious economic warfare against the Jewish nation. And you'll find out how you can stand beside Israel, the birthplace of our Bible, faith, and Jewish Savior. Get your free copy today. Call 1-800-700-7000 or go to cbn.com bds. Vandalism, harassment, and threats. That's what Christians in the old city say they're facing from some Jewish Israelis. The, inc the incidents are drawing attention to a somewhat hidden religious divide in Israel. It's also sparked Jewish symbols of solidarity with the Christian community. CBN News Middle East correspondent Julie Stahl takes a look at what might be behind this phenomenon. Christian residents in Jerusalem's Old City say they are often harassed and even physically attacked by religious Jewish youth. Sometimes incidents are caught on security cameras, like these videos in the Armenian Quarter. 
This security footage posted on social media shows two Jewish men wearing kippahs or yarmulkes entering the cemetery where they pull over tombstones and damage graves. It has been uh, vandalized in an ongoing way uh, over many years. But several days ago, uh, the vandalism was uh, quite severe. At least 30 tombstones were destroyed. Many of those tombstones had crosses. So this was uh, certainly an act of bigotry or anti-Christian vandalism. David Pelegi of Christchurch, part of the Anglican body that runs the cemetery, has seen a rise in acts against Christians over the past few years from religious extremists. We're calling upon the state to take firm action and not only to repair the cemetery, but at the same time toughen the laws against religious hate crimes. In a statement, Israel's foreign ministry condemned the vandalism, saying, this immoral act is an affront to religion and the perpetrators should be prosecuted. Since its establishment, the state of Israel has been committed to freedom of worship and religion for all and will continue this policy. The cemetery is more than 150 years old. Buried here are many generations of Protestant men and women who came from Europe and the United States to serve the people of the Holy Land. We have buried here teachers, doctors, pastors, Bible translators. There's um, Horatio Spafford who wrote, uh, It Is Well With My Soul. There's um, Bishop Michael Solomon Alexander, the first Jewish bishop in Jerusalem after a gap of almost 18 hundred years. Conrad Schick, the first archaeologist and the first town planner, the first architect in Jerusalem. Police arrested the culprits shortly after the attack. As a country, Israel welcomes Christian visitors. It's also the only country in the Middle East where the indigenous Christian population is growing instead of shrinking. So what's behind this kind of behavior? Some of it definitely is youth. Um, some of it, I is the increasingly intolerant, we might even say aggressive culture that we're brewing here in Israel. Uh, some of it is education. Some of it is also the results of what we might call a historical, communal, post-traumatic stress of the Jewish people. That historical stress includes chapters like the Crusades, the Spanish Inquisition, and even the Holocaust. Fidra Shapira heads the Israel Center for Jewish-Christian Relations. She says a combination of things is behind the ideology. Some anti-Christian views can certainly be legitimated by certain religious Jewish interpretations, but I don't think we can draw any kind of straight line from Judaism to this kind of hateful behavior. Shapira does not believe anti-Christian sentiments here are widespread. What I heard was across the board, outrage, condemnation of this hate crime, really an anti-Christian hate crime. So I want to point out that the chief rabbi of Israel, Rav David Lau, wrote, uh, in fact, a beautiful letter of support to the Anglican Archbishop, where he very clearly and strong language uh, condemned the behavior of these two young people. Following this attack, dozens of Israelis organized by Tag Meir visited the cemetery to express their solidarity with the Christians and urge their government to act. I came here today because I'm sad and ashamed to be standing in this very important historic graveyard of people who have built Jerusalem and people who have lived and loved Jerusalem. Their graves were desecrated 
And this must never happen in any place in the world for any religion, and of course not here in the holy city of God. My family arrived in 1809, and here I see tombs from that period, and they probably knew them. And to see the desecration of these tombs by Orthodox Jews is something that's totally unacceptable, very much like unacceptable to see desecration of Jewish tombs in Europe. Pelagi says in addition to its history, the cemetery is still in use today and has a huge spiritual significance. We take inspiration from the lives of these saints, their love, their self-sacrifice, uh, their humility, their willingness to spend a lifetime here helping and bearing witness to Jesus, the Messiah. Shapiro believes the solution starts with better education in the home and from rabbis and religious teachers who need to speak clearly against it. Julie Stahl, CBN News, Mount Zion Protestant Cemetery, Jerusalem. Up next, a bipartisan summit in the U.S sheds light on worldwide religious persecution that some governments are working to keep in the shadows. In our very diverse world, unless the right to freedom of religion exists for everyone, it doesn't truly exist for anyone. Names from the Old Testament are being unearthed all over the city of Jerusalem. This was amazing. Come as close as you can get to personalities that are known from the Bible. Astonishing discoveries made today. A jaw-dropping moment of Bible archaeology. This is much more than a thrill. This is actual history that took place here on the site where we sit right now. Confirm the kings and prophets of the Bible left real evidence of their lives. Right time, the right place, with the right people. And one of the most significant finds in recent history. Exactly as the Bible tells us happened in the days of King Hezekiah. Written in stone, kings and prophets. We have the Bible and we have archaeologists. Telling our story, it's matching. The Old Testament is a reliable history book. Get your copy today for a gift of any dollar amount. Call now or go to cbn.com slash written in stone. Here, we're committed to a heritage of rigorous scholarship dating back over a thousand years and to a faith tradition dating back a thousand more. This is how we create a culture of inquiry where no topic is off limits. And a culture of hope. Anything's possible! It's Christian leadership. And it's changing the world for the better. It's higher learning. It's greater knowing. It's what makes us whole. It's what makes us regent. Superbook friends, I seem to have found myself in a rather contemptible quandary. Tomorrow is the Valentine's Day Puppy Parade. Yet my favorite parade of the year might be canceled because of a surprise snowstorm. And I simply love puppies. Did you know that love is a fruit of the spirit? Join the CBN Animation Club and get Gizmo and the incredible power of love. Plus two copies to share with others. All for your gift of only $25. Thousands of world leaders, activists, and lawmakers were all in Washington last week for the International Religious Freedom Summit. Their goal? To shine a spotlight on those being persecuted for their faith. Caitlin Burke brings a look at this year's event and the fight for freedom. The International Religious Freedom Summit was created to highlight and advance the issue of religious freedom for everyone, everywhere, all the time. 
With an uptick of global unrest over the last year, organizers believe that along with being a fundamental human right, religious freedom is also a significant foreign policy issue. The United States must continue to be a voice for the voiceless who are persecuted for their beliefs. In our very diverse world, unless the right to freedom of religion exists for everyone, it doesn't truly exist for anyone. Despite differing political views, honorary congressional co-chairs Mike McCall and Jim McGovern expressed mutual concern about increasing religious persecution worldwide. Countries where religious freedoms are under attack are often countries where repression and instability are the norm. Protecting religious freedom isn't just about doing what's right. It's also a matter of national security. By resolving conflict, we can help prevent terrorism at home and abroad. As religious freedoms advance, conflict recedes. Former Ambassador-at-Large for International Religious Freedom Sam Brownback says this issue plays a significant role in current global events. Take Ukraine right now. Ukrainians splitting off a Ukrainian Orthodox Church from the Russian Orthodox Church was one of the things that caused Putin to move. He didn't want Ukraine to break out of the Russian world. It's Russia's ally China, however, that Brownback believes poses the greatest international threat to religious freedom. It's an authoritarian regime that's seeking to expand their model to an, and to export their technology to do it. Dr. Yang Zhanli, a Chinese dissident and human rights activist, blames the Communist Party. Ultimately, the reason that China has no tolerance for faith is because the CCP wishes to replace human need to worship with a substitute religion centered around the party. Dr. Jean Lee says the evidence is clear. The world just needs to look at what's happened to the Uyghurs, Tibetans, and other faiths to see Beijing systematically eradicating anyone not completely in line with a party-centered allegiance. He's calling on governments to condemn this behavior in the same way they've united against Putin. Brownback says he hopes this summit will help push religious freedom to the next level, making it a top priority at every level of government. Caitlin Burke, CBN News, Washington. After more than 80 years, Germany is showing the world its regret over the Holocaust in a new exhibit. Paul Strand reports. Called 16 Objects, this exhibit features everyday items of German Jews facing the Holocaust. Back then, Laura Marefeld could just barely walk, but she had to run for her life after Kristallnacht spread the persecution of the Jews nationwide. Kristallnacht, my father was taken to concentration camp to Buchenwald. My mother and I were hidden by neighbors. In the meantime, they came in, the Nazis and destroyed a home broke everything in the house. Upon his release, Merfeld's dad had 48 hours to leave Germany, but told his wife he couldn't. And he said, I can't do that. I can't leave you here with the baby. I was one and a half years old. My mother said, if you don't go, we'll all die here. The exhibit's goal is to show visitors the persecuted Jews of Germany were just ordinary people surrounded by everyday objects just like everyone else. The 16 items originally came from Germany's 16 states and are on loan from Israel's Yad Vashem Holocaust Remembrance Center. Mayerfeld agreed to her childhood doll being donated. It's now dressed in the pajamas Mayerfeld herself wore fleeing Nazi Germany. It's a nightmare time she can't forget, though she worries much of the world has. With all the anti-Semitism in the world, uh, 
the world hasn't learned anything from the from this past war and that's sad you know and there's so many people who say it never even happened they can't tell me that i was there i lived it paul strand cbn news still ahead join us in prayer for those caught in the midst of devastation and loss in turkey and syria Thank you for watching Jerusalem Dayline. We're committed to providing you with unbiased reporting from the Holy Land. Through weekly broadcasts, podcasts, and online media, our vision is to reach millions around the globe with the true story of what's happening in Israel and the Middle East, all from a biblical and prophetic perspective. This is a big vision and is only made possible by the generous support of people like you. Call us toll-free at 1-800-700-7000 or go to cbn.com slash Jerusalem Dateline and make a donation that will help spread the light of truth about Israel throughout the world. Orphans Promise is committed to loving and serving at-risk children, to helping keep families together, and to creating opportunities for strong and sustainable communities around the world. We're working in over 60 countries around the world, and with your help, we can do even more. There's an old African proverb I love that says, if you want to run fast, run alone. But if you want to run far, run together. At Orphan's Promise, we want to run far so we can touch the lives of as many orphaned and vulnerable children as possible. But we don't want to go alone. We're out to change the world, one child, one family, one community at a time. Will you join us? home to the sounds of Southern Gospel from CBN Radio. You'll enjoy a rich Southern blend of bluegrass, classic gospel, and Southern Gospel favorites like the Gaithers, the Crab Family, and bluegrass sounds like Mountain Faith. So make yourself at home with the all-new CBN Southern Gospel, now available at CBNRadio.com. Introducing a brand new way to start your morning. Get your daily quick start from CBN News. A quick read on the important news of the day delivered right to your inbox. Stay current on breaking news, politics, and entertainment. Discover how God is moving around the world and here at home. Plus, get exclusive stories and daily scripture encouragement just for you. Stay informed. Go to quickstart.news and subscribe today. The images coming out of Turkey and Syria right now are chilling. Entire buildings flattened to rubble, thousands buried alive, parents anguishing over children whose lives were snuffed out in an instant. It's all happening in part of the world too familiar with grief and tragedy. We want to take this moment to pray and ask the Lord to comfort those in that time. Father, we just lift up uh, all these people who have suffered such great loss right now. Who's, uh, we pray for comfort for those that have lo lost loved ones. We pray, Lord, for help for those that are homeless right now without, without a place to go. We pray that they have the food. 
We pray, Father, for the rescue teams that will help save those that are literally buried alive right now in this rubble. So we pray this and that you would comfort them and redeem this situation. And Father, we ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, please continue to pray for these people. And that's all for this edition of Jerusalem Dateline. Thanks for joining us. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And you can also access CBN content through our CBN News and other CBN apps. And don't forget to sign up for our email blast so you can continue to receive all of our exciting CBN content. I'm Chris Mitchell. We'll see you next time on Jerusalem Dateline.